AgBioscience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance. This is a special edition of Ag Bioscience. Welcome. Thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agrinovus Indiana, and this is the podcast where we explore all things Ag Bioscience, the people, the products, and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. The power of technology to transform how America serves its hungry is the focus of the Hunger Tech Innovation Challenge, presented by Elevance Health and supported by Shipt. TechPoint and AT&T. This year's winners join us today to share how they are harnessing the power of innovation and technology to connect food supply with those served by the Federal Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Here's Agrinovus's Senior Director Jeff Sense with this year's winners. All right, we're here with Team Green Basket. Guys, congratulations on winning the 2023 Hunger Tech Challenge. We're so excited that you guys were crowned the winner. Um, and, uh, you know, before we get into, like, uh, anything else about the, the solution that you brought to the table, I want to talk about the team. So can you give us just some background of, you know, how the team came together and how did you guys form to become the Team Green Basket for the challenge? Um... So that's, that's actually a funny story. Um, the first name that we had for our team was Bombay Sapphire because we were doing another competition and we were asked to come up with a name on the spot. And most of us are from um, Bombay. So and that's how, kind of how we met and that just became the, that we, we, were, we almost considered calling this Bombay Sapphire, but we <laughs> Green Basket was a close second. That's awesome. Um, so let's let's dive into the solution then right uh, that's what everybody's here listening for um, so your approach was to leverage that network of growers and farmers to uh, give better access to healthy fresh alternatives and to get it into the community at a lower delivery rate right um, can you talk about crop spots the platform and how the entire solution like will work Right. So I think we can start from the consumers or um, SNAP recipients who are our target users. Um, for them, from the research that we did, from talking to people, um, interviewing them, and from USDA, and I think Deloitte did a consumer uh, survey on this, we found out that uh, affordability was the main concern that we needed to solve, and so that is kind of what we doubled down on solving. So uh, two features were uh, targeted towards affordability. The first was crop spots. So crop spots are... Um, they're nothing but uh, you could think of them as pop-up farmer markets. So you could set up a, a farmer's market somewhere. And um, we originally got the idea from Tabernacle Presbyterian Church. That's where uh, they hold Circles Indy. They're actually holding that today. I'm very sad we couldn't go today. But um, so they basically organize a, a sort of a communal delivery where they collect money and then they get... Um, deliveries from local farmers and so that's where the, we got the idea from crop spots so instead of having it delivered to everybody's homes uh, which would raise the prices exorbitantly we would have these central locations where people could come instead and then they could get um, they could get vegetables for a, a cheaper price um, on so and then the second part of the solution was um, trying to figure out how we can get 
the money to be able to reduce the prices and so uh, to be able to make money we'd have to provide value so we started looking at stakeholders over here uh, who we could provide value for and i think growers came out as the immediate favorite and so we just dove into that we started interviewing uh, growers we started figuring out what their problems were and uh, something that came out was there was a lack of data because and that's understandable because um, as in farms and just markets they're difficult to uh, they're difficult to tap into and so we 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 found out immediately that oh we already have all of the data that they would require so that would be um, so that would include um you know just what what is in demand in the market right now what is the times for um the right times for harvest uh what are the prices they're going to be and just product in inventory so these are some of the things that we were uh, thinking of from the grower side so all in all it's an online marketplace that leverages growers and makes food more affordable and accessible so yeah it's great so uh, kind of the theme of this year's challenge really uh, leveraged uh, giving access to all, as many people as you can. But it's a really complex issue. I, I know we, as we worked through the problems this year, um, it, w it was a lot. Um, how many solutions or ideas did you guys go through before you ended up with the final green basket solution? So we started off with a whole bunch of different ideas at the start. Uh, we had an entire whiteboard filled with different ideas that we have. Oh, we should do this, we should do that. But then at the same time, the issues popped in after we started recognizing, oh, can we do this though? Like, it seems achievable, but is it possible? Can we do that in a particular time frame with a particular budget set? And how does that actually help people? So it was kind of difficult to get to that point, And that's where the most intense discussions came in. We had heated arguments within the team. Oh, this is something that we should do, but it goes on different ways, but then we have to come up with something that everyone agrees on, and that took a while. But after a point, we had a couple of solutions that we wanted to target, and out of those, CopSwatch was one that we figured is the best possible outcome, and that was also based on the research that we had. So we found out different research from not only Indiana, but other websites and other countries as well, of is this something that can be done within a particular population range and within a particular area. And that was the basis of the entire solution, and then we got into it. But yeah, that was the main idea. It's it's great, and I, I've seen I've seen the board. Uh, it, it was a lot, G guys. Was there an aha moment though? Was there a point in which you were just like, yes, this is the idea that we should be, and we all kind of rallied around it? So I think the main aha moment was when we interviewed farmers because everybody was focusing on consumers, but it's like entire one whole cycle. You can't just provide all the solutions to consumer, but uh, at the same time, you also have to provide support to farmers. Then only the entire cycle will move forward and that kind of thing. So by interviewing farmers, we came to know there are so many problems farmers already have, which no one is addressing. And that's why they have to sell all the foods at higher, uh, higher price and that's why uh, at some moment uh, it's uh, hard to reduce the prices. So there is also problem at the farmer side as well. So that was a like a bit aha, more aha moment for us. And like if I talk about the like challenging part was like, uh, talk, like uh, to think about the business model, like uh, how we will use this uh, much money or how 
uh, where uh, how much money we have to use here or there that kind of because from user experience background we are good in like uh, finding the problems and addressing those solutions but uh, to think about the business model is also one of the challenge for us so it was like very good learning for us as well to think about the business it's awesome so with food insecurity as you guys have discovered as you went through this process it's such a complex issue and there are many facets to kind of uh, figuring out solutions to increase access but i think one of the most exciting things for me running this challenge and working with you all is that you're our first student group to win the challenge do you have any perspective on uh how or why it's important for young entrepreneurs to be thinking about how they can impact folks that are food insecure and how that uh that young entrepreneur base can really make that huge impact in the long run so food insecurity as a topic was something um that we were inclined towards figuring out what to do about it and because we are designers and we need to do that that was one inclination that we need to figure out a way to do this how do we do it and that was the main starting point of it but with respect to the whole young entrepreneurship idea um the first thing that pops up is we are very driven in a way to figure out something and we have like intense discussions and that's something that has always been happening so we have a fixed time okay we'll meet tomorrow to do like a brainstorming session about this and if it's for an hour it will never last for an hour we go crazy with different ideas oh let's do this let's do that and i feel like that's one point where we come in and we like let's just try to figure it out till the point we are exhausted with all the ideas and i feel like that's the major thing that brings us together as young designers and entrepreneurs that we need to figure out something and then go forward and i'm damn sure that if this was uh, a longer project this was just one month we somehow just got that done but if it was a longer project we know for the fact that we had more ideas and more solutions to bring forward and we could have done so much more to the entire idea that would have just benefited more so that was the overall outlook towards the entire thing that it's great and and that leads me to the last question and then you guys are off the hot seat but i think it's uh an exciting one which is uh you guys expressed your surprise and excitement of being selected as the winners um and you guys know that we're here to support as we drive forward into this idea going forward but can you talk a little bit about what what do you anticipate your next steps and where green basket is going from here So we actually did think about it um even if we did win or did not win of what can we do and is this something that is feasible and the first thing was how do we do it at our capacity and how much help do we need from everyone else um so as an initiative since you've been a part of the entire challenge from the get go the amount of calls we've had with you as well it has been interesting and we've we've learned so much from you but we've also learned that the importance of networking and talking to pe- different people and getting different perspectives because in our field in our um, network of just students and designers that's a very limited area that we can't just lean on so we need more information so we did think about what can be done how it should be done um so the idea was to actually partner with more people and get their insights about what can be done and if we have to implement so now we have one now but so how do we actually go to the market and implement everything so we as designers we can come up with the designs out of things figure out what to do how to do things but with respect to the overall business model what the product should be like how do we get it to the market all the negativities to that we don't have information about that so we do need help with that so we'll be coming to you that's one for sure 
but also other people in the Agnovus Foundation, we need that help. We need to figure out a way to do this because um, just the four of us, we can't do it. We need more people. We need more insights, more minds to get into this overall project. So that's the next step for us, trying to get the right people on board with us, pitch the idea to them. This is what we want to do. This is how we want to do it. Can you help us with something? It can We don't need... 100% of your time, but just 10% of your time, that's still something for us that we can get. So like, that's the next step for us right now. Yeah, guys, and uh, from the Agronovus team, we're so excited and we can't be more excited to be part of the journey as you all drive forward. This is just the starting point, um, but we're so excited that you were part of the challenge. We're so excited to crown you guys as the winners this year. Um, and thanks again for everything you've done and everything you're going to keep doing. It's an incredible story, and we'll hear from this year's second place Hunger Tech Innovation Challenge winner, Right after this, Ag Bioscience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance. Whether your farm is your business, your hobby, or your passion, you and your farm are one of a kind. Each is unique and requires just the right insurance coverage options. Indiana Farmers Insurance has been protecting farmers for more than 145 years. And together with your local independent insurance agent, today we deliver insurance solutions for your farm, business, home, and vehicles. Insurance can be complicated, so it's important to have a trusted expert who will guide you through your insurance experience. We partner with only the best agents, and like us, most of our agencies have been serving customers for generations. Beyond the basics, we have many other coverages available to match your needs. Our agency partners are experts and can tailor just the right coverages for your farm, business, home, or auto. Come visit us at indianafarmers.com and discover why Indiana Farmers Insurance is the right choice for you. We're proud supporters of Ag Bioscience, and we're here to help you protect what matters most. New this year to the Hunger Tech Challenge, guys, uh, is our $5,000 runner-up prize. And I am so thrilled to be able to give it to Cult Team Cultivate for their product, Shelf Life. And uh, you guys are from South Bend. Really excited that you guys made it to the Agronovus board meeting today to, to be able to announce that uh, win uh, in person. Can you tell me a little bit more about the team and how you got into the Hunger Tech Challenge this year? Yeah, uh, I'm Jim Conklin, executive director, and Max Hom was uh, a fellow for us um, during his college tenure. And uh, Max and I um, heard about this through a board member um, and saw it on either on social media or on a website. And he said, "You guys should try this," you know. And and so I saw it and I reached out to Max. We had a great experience, and Max was a part of the original development process of Shelf Life. And so it was a natural reach out. And um, he graduated, got a, got a full-time job. And I said, Max, I could really use your help on this. Because um, I knew by myself it wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't be second place material. So, mm -hmm. um, so um, we worked over weekends and some evenings. And it was, it was really a great experience. And we're, we're super thankful um, for the challenge and what you're doing across the state uh, to support uh, food insecurity. Well, Jim, Max, thank you guys for being part of it. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about Cultivate Food Rescue because I think everybody would be interested on that. So you guys work really passionately already in the space of food access. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about Cultivate Food Rescue, the mission, and who you particularly seek to serve? Yeah, so our, our mission is that no neighbor hungry, no food wasted. Um, we rescue food from the beginning of the supply chain at the farm all the way to the end, to the retail grocery store, restaurant, 
university distributors in between, cold storage warehouses, freight companies. Um, so anywhere there's excess, that's what we're trying to tap into. Uh, located in South Bend, Indiana, uh, we're going to be six years old here in July. Um, uh, we've grown from zero to two million pounds of food over the last six years. Wow. Average growth rate, 271%. So, um, so rapid growth, but there's so much need in our community, um, uh, especially recently with inflation. Um, people are really struggling with uh, food. Number of people visiting pantries are up significantly. Um, so we have two unique programs. One's a frozen meal backpack program. Um, we learned about food rescue actually here in Indianapolis from an organization called Second Helpings, who's wonderful. They've been doing uh, food rescue in this community for over 25 years. And so we just brought their concept to, to South Bend and we started our frozen meal backpack program. So in that program, we serve six meals every weekend to 1,200 uh, elementary age kids. Um, so that's 7,200 meals a week wow. um, and that we're providing vulnerable kids in our community. And you know, in urban areas and rural areas, really across the three counties that we serve, which are St. Joe, Elkhart, and Marshall. Um, more specifically, Shelf Life is for our pantry program. Um, we've grown rapidly um, and this digital technology has allowed us to do that. And so by being able to take orders from our pantries online, we get the orders, we can pull the orders, we can have them ready to go. They can schedule to pick up the food or we schedule to have it delivered. So it's just made us way more efficient. We went from doing 20 orders a week to over 100 orders a week. Our pantries have grown from 70 pantries to 115. Wow. And it's, it's just using technology to be more efficient in a not-for-profit not space. And that's what we're trying to do, trying to get more food, especially perishable food, healthy, nutritious, expensive food into our pantries that serve our vulnerable populations. Yeah, Jim, I, I think that is so key. And, and one of the things that I, I know resonated with the judges as well. Um, so let's talk a little bit more in depth on that solution. Max, I'm going to come to you. Um, can you walk me through a little bit more of Shelf Life what it does, how, how not only the, the end user might interact, but the, the pantry itself, and, and just give us a little bit more of a high-level uh, picture of what Shelf Life is. Yeah, of course, Jeff. Um, so I'll start where, really where it's at in its current state. Um, currently, what Cultivate is using Shelf Life for um, is every time they get a donation from any variety of food donor, that's coming in. They're going to process that, make sure that it is stored correctly, housed correctly, um, and then what they're going to do is they're going to inventory all of that into Shelf Life in its current iteration. Now, through the network that Cultivate has built, then all the different pantries that kind of get authorized access to Shelf Life at this time in its current iteration are then able to go on and constantly, any 24-7, you know, they're able to actively look at what's in that inventory currently on hand. And in doing so, they're able to then place those orders and then select either pickup or delivery dates, depending on the type of volume that they're trying to work with. And then that food is then either, again, directly delivered to their site if they have a large volume order, or it's arranged for pickup on a specific day that works for that entity that's making the order. Um, and so doing that, I mean, I, I had the privilege of watching them, you know, at the whole process at Cultivate just grow and evolve over time. Um, and I've seen the massive gain in efficiency that they've had. Mm -hmm. And really what we're hoping to get out of this next step is we've picked a couple of our, what we consider to be our rock star pantries, those that are really active. They adopted the use of 
the platform as it is in its current state and use it very well. Mm -hmm. And we're going to try to push this down to their level so that the idea is they're going to start to give authorized access kind of on their level and so that when it's, when they actually make their order, it's passed through to their own personal storefront that then the, the individual that is the pantry customer can come up and select what items they're looking to acquire. Ahead of time, they're able to roll up, pull up, and then just acquire the goods that they, they've, uh, they've sought out uh, ahead of time. So that's really the high-level view of where we're currently at. And of course, we have a long roadmap of where we'd like to take it as well. Yeah, but Max, that's so, so impactful. And what you guys have built and done, um, I think one of the more exciting things is the fact that you already are using the product. It exists and it's it's in market. You're, you've experienced, uh, Jim, you mentioned a minute ago, the uh, incredible growth that you guys have experienced and that Shelf Life has allowed for you. Um, how, how has that expansion been going? Like how, what, is, what has the response been from those partner pantries as you get to say, hey, like we've got something that can make your life even better than it currently is? So I actually, there's one pantry uh, that comes to mind where I remember very early on in the process back when I was actually doing the fellowship with Cultivate, I was doing a lot of the market research. So I was going to these pantries, interviewing them. And I, there was one pantry in particular that was a small mom and pop shop, but it's a staple in the community and it's been there for years and will be there for many more years to come. Mm -hmm. They were like, we're not going to touch technology. We're not going to do it. Uh, they like they, they. I remember when I was asking them, what do they want? Um, you know, if they were to have an easier way to order food or any products from Cultivate, they slid me a piece of paper and said, just would like to write it down and give it to you. Uh, perhaps spurred by the pandemic, where so many individuals were kind of forced into this online networks and communities, they've been now one of the top adopters. So I've now seen a plethora of different organizations at that lower level where they're weren't too eager before are now very rapidly adopting because they're realizing hey not only am I able to get consistent high quality nutritional products under the hands of the individuals in my community. This podcast is a product of Agrinovis Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovisindiana.com. Virtually, but now we're able to actually update their inventory live as orders are drawn down because that's their some of their current sticking points. So, I mean, we're just excited to get into that next stage of development. Uh, and we're excited for you. Uh, this has been such a great experience for me to be able to work with you all as you, we've driven into this. And so I'm going to get down to the last question. Jim, this one's for you. Uh, and it's the big question that you're probably asked all the time. But what's next? What's next for Cultivate? What's next for Cultivate Shelf Life, but also Cultivate Food Rescue? Where, where are you headed over the next 6 to 12 months? Yeah, um, so... Uh, we're putting uh, plans in and, and actually a part of a capital campaign um, to set the next seven to ten years of growth. So um, uh, we'll be starting in July a community cold storage facility that's 21,000 square feet. will hold about 80 truckloads of food wow. and, and really just give us that cold storage space to expand into over the next seven to ten years. And... Um, and that'll be really important, especially for our community pantries where shelf life is coming into play. Mm -hmm. We want to attract food that needs to be stored cold. Yeah. Because that's food's expensive, it's healthy, um, and it's not in our community pantries right now in, in, a, in a major way. Um, 
if you imagine going to a grocery store and not being able to find milk and bread and um, proteins Mm -hmm. um, and fresh vegetables and um, that food when it goes through transportation and storage has to be stored cold and fortunately many of our community pantries really all across the country struggle with having enough cold storage space so this facility is not just for us to grow into it's actually for all of our pantries to use at no cost to them so if they they're able to buy food or get a large donation of food that needs to be stored cold they can store it there and have pallet positions dedicated uh, to their pantry which we're excited about shelf life will allow us to turn that food six seven eight times a year and take our what we think will be two million pounds of food this year to 20 million pounds of food and with that type of growth we can provide 70 percent of our neighbors a meal a day wow you know and we've still made neighbors in need um 100 of u.s countries counties have food insecure people mm-hmm. 99 percent of those counties minority struggle at twice the rate and so we really um with like max was sharing with the smaller pantries we're serving probably 115 of the 130 pantries in our community, and that's from the big of big to the small of small. And it's really those smaller pantries that tend to be in areas that are underserved. And so shelf life will allow us to get and penetrate those areas and really understand who's visiting those pantries. Mm-hmm. Why are they visiting those pantries? What do they like to eat? Mm-hmm. How much food does the pantry need to have to serve all of their neighbors? So that information when you're running a distribution business is extremely helpful. And so we're excited about the next seven to 10 years. Mm-hmm. And certainly uh, the software will help us in a major way to, to get there. Well, guys, we're excited about the next seven to 10 years for you as well. And we're excited to, to be there to support you all as you drive into it. And so uh, thank you again for being part of Hunger Tech 2023. Thank you for all the time, energy, but also thank you for the heart to serve our less fortunate neighbors in our communities. Um, Appreciate you being part and congratulations again. Thank you very much. Congratulations to the winners of Hunger Tech Green Basket and the second place team Cultivate Food Rescue. And huge thanks to Agronovus' Senior Director Jeff Zentz for talking with the teams today on this special edition of Ag Bioscience. And thank you for tuning in to Ag Bioscience. You can get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can access our entire library and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovusindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovus team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agronovus Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovisindiana.com.